Thank you for joining us for another podcast from Covenant Community Church. And now, today's message from Senior Pastor John Lofton. (laughs) Junior said, no, let's roll on, roll on. Praise God. Thank you guys for welcoming my mom and my family here. I really appreciate you. Uh, Open your Bibles with me to the book of 1 Peter chapter 1. 1 Peter chapter 1. Uh, I have a few things that I would like to share with you uh, that I believe that the Lord placed in my heart for you. I want to encourage you and um, I want you to be ignited uh, and inspired today by the word of the Lord because the word of God will change you if you allow it. I said the word of God will change you if you allow it. But you have to submit to the change in order to change. The Holy Spirit is a perfect gentleman. He will not make you do something. You have to yield to the Holy Spirit. Amen. And so God is not going to make any one of us do anything. We have to make a choice. It's called free will. We have to decide to reject God or receive God. Embrace God or run from God. Everybody make a choice. There's nobody going to hell because of God. You go to hell because you made a decision to reject God. He is a perfect love instrument. He doesn't know anything outside of love. Without God, there can be no love. It doesn't say that God loves. It says God is love. Without God, there's no love. And when you take God out, you got the true representation of what hell is. Glory to God. First Peter chapter one. See, I get it honestly, don't I? My mistake. Second Peter chapter one. Second Peter chapter one. I want to go to first Peter so bad, but I'm in second Peter chapter one. We're going to start reading at verse five. How many of you came to hear word this morning? Amen. Good. I hope this word is going to inspire you today. First uh, Peter. I'm sorry. Second Peter. Chapter 1, verse 5. I'm going to go ahead and start reading while you're still turning there if you are. But it says, but also for this reason, giving all diligence. And then it goes on to say, add to your faith virtue, to your virtue knowledge, to your knowledge self-control, to self-control perseverance, which is another word for, for endurance, to perseverance godliness, to godliness brotherly kindness, And to brotherly kindness, love. Verse 8. For if these things are yours and abound, you will be neither barren or inactive or useless, nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For he who lacks these things is short-sighted, even to blindness, and has forgotten that he was cleansed from his old sins. Wow. Verse 10. Therefore, brethren, be even more diligent to make your call and election sure. For if you do these things, you will never stumble. Last verse. For so an entrance will be supplied to you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I want to go back up to verse 10. Therefore, brethren, be even more diligent. Well, when we first started reading in verse 5, it says giving all diligence, but then he goes on to say to be more diligent. I want to speak for a few moments from the subject, take the initiative. Take the initiative. 
Father, thank you for the reading of your word right now. I am your son. These are your people. This is your church, and I'm preaching from your word. Let my tongue be the pen of a ready writer to write on the hearts of this here, your people. Come, come reason with us today. Come change us today. Rearrange some things in our lives if you need to. But Father, more than anything, we need a transformed mind so that we can submit, surrender, and yield to the Holy Spirit of promise. Thank you, Father. We bless you for everything that you've already done and what you're going to do in the lives of these people. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Can somebody say amen? amen. Apostle Peter uh, is the writer of this particular epistolary work, and he actually wrote 1 Peter and 2 Peter. Uh, 1 Peter was really written to address problems which were happening outside of the temple or outside of the church, if you will. Second Peter was written to address issues that was going on inside the church. You know, sometimes you can have some stuff going on uh, inside the church. Hello, somebody. You know, not because the church is full of flawed people. There, there are no perfect churches. If there are, please don't join it because you'll mess it up. We are all flayed, fatally flawed people so since we all got issues, we don't have time to be pointing fingers at other people. He wrote this book to warn the Christians about false teachers who were peddling, I say peddling, false doctrines. Because we see that today in the church too. We see people peddling false doctrines so that they can drive a new Bentley. So we're not going to get into that today, but I want to exalt you that you will not be deceived if you grow in the knowledge of Jesus Christ yourself. The responsibility for us to grow in the church is yours. But if you're not growing, if you're not reading the word of God for yourself, if you're not studying the Bible, if you're not giving the words of God to your own children, then it will be easy for you to be deceived by these doctrines of devils, Paul calls them, that will come up into the pulpit and tell you false doctrine that don't even line up with the word of God. And how will you know unless you are in the word for yourself? Apostle Peter came to tell us that we should obtain a precious faith, that we should be made partakers of a divine nature. That's in the first couple of verses there. But then he goes on and says in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 5, giving all diligence. I want to give you some other translated verses here in the Holcomb Christian Standard Bible. That same verse says, make every effort to supplement your faith. Make every effort to supplement your faith. In the Moffat Bible, it says, furnish your faith with resolution. So in other words, you can't just say you have faith unless you're ready to take some type of initiative to do something. In the New Living Translation, it says, so make every effort to apply the benefits of these promises to your life. In the New King James translation, it says, giving all diligence, add to your faith. So notice in the Bible, in 2 Peter chapter, five, chapter 1, verse 5, it says, add, add, add. Now, that word that's really stuck out for me, and, uh, and, and I'm going to talk a little bit about that word, add, in just a second. But from this text, we learn that we cannot gain new 
ground unless we take initiative to gain more knowledge. Let me say that one more time. Maybe you missed it. We cannot gain. I'm talking about the church. If you're not saved, I'm not talking to you. Because you can't take ground for God when you're not saved. So I'm talking about the church. And the church cannot take ground unless we take initiative to learn more about Christ, our master. Hello, somebody. And so this is what Apostle Peter is telling us, that we should not just have faith and be comfortable just to say you said a prayer or comfortable just because you went to church or comfortable just because you went to prayer meeting or comfortable just because you went down and somebody laid hands on you. He says you got to go further than that. You got to add to your faith everything that you've been through. You have to take initiative to do this because God is not going to do it for you. There's a passage over there in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 11. Apostle Paul, he said, when I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, Paul said, I put away childish things. Now, see, saints of God, the one thing that you have to see here, Paul did not say that God put them away. Apostle Paul says, when I was a child, I thought as a child, I understood as a child, I did things as a child. Paul was saying, when I was immature. See, sometimes you could be in the church of the living God and you can stay a baby. But babies can't eat meat. And so your stomachs get spoiled because you can't handle the depth of the word that should be coming to you every Sunday. And see, we got to grow up from being milk drinkers. <laughs> Glory to God. Now, I'm not saying that what I preach is all that heavy because I don't think it is. But I am saying that everybody in the church should be mature. And Paul says something significant here, saints. He said, but when I became a man. Paul says, I put away childish things. And we got too many people in the church that get saved and they want to be mature, but they act like children. See, see, the pastor can't put away your childishness. It's not my job to take away that from you. You have to do that. God is not even going to do that for you. Your mama is not going to do that for you. Your daddy, your husband, or your wife can't put away your immaturity. At some point, we all had to grow up. Somebody say, I got to grow up. Write this down. God would not take away what you should be putting away. God will not take away what you should be putting away. See, we cannot do what God does, and God will not do what we should be doing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know, I know what I said it fast. Can I say it again for you? We cannot do what God, God does, and God will not do what we should be doing. When it's our job to do it, God says, you got it. I put everything in you to do it. But this is what we do. Can I get real for a second? This is what we do. We see what God wants us to do, and then we see our situation. So based on our situation, our situation can dictate if we move or not. Because our situation, if we were to look at it, we wouldn't be equipped with what we needed to do with what we see. But if you had everything you needed to do with what you saw, you wouldn't need faith. So God will show you something bigger than what you got.
currently so that you can trust God to get you there. Come on, somebody. So that's why he gives you a dream. It is a big dream. He's not giving you the dream to fulfill it. He's giving you the dream so you can have faith to get there. And don't let anybody talk you out of your dream. We got a lot of dream killers. You tell people about something that you see God wants you to do, and the first thing they say, oh, you can't do that. Get rid of them. Because if God says you can do it, you can do it. If God says you can have it, you can have it. If God says you can be it, you can be it. Trust God with it. God will not give you good habits. God is not going to make you behave. God is not going to give you character and integrity. Doesn't matter if you've been preaching for 25 years or two years. If you don't have any character, you just don't have it. If you just wanted to cheat on the church secretary, you are considered a fornicating, adulterous person. That's what the Bible calls it. But that's a, that's a character issue. That's an integrity issue. That's that the Holy Spirit can change anybody if we're willing to be changed. And I think the people of God want to be under somebody that has some kind of character and integrity about their lives. God is not going to make you stop sinning. That is a choice. We have to take the initiative to say, no, I'm not going to do that anymore. The enemy is going to come right back at you and say, you know you want to do this. And your flesh is going to say, yeah, yeah, we do want to do this. But the Holy Spirit is a perfect gentleman says, don't do it. He's not going to shout. Nope, don't go down there. Don't make that call. Don't go to their house. Don't have dinner with them. Do not go to lunch with them. So that's the Holy Spirit. And you know, you know, you know that's God talking to you. And what you have to do, you turn the radio up. Why? Because you don't want to hear it. Because you want to do what you want to do. And if you want to do what you want to do, God says, he's like Burger King, have it your way. Go ahead and do what you're going to do. I'll be right here when you're ready for me. But we got to take initiative, amen? Remember I told you about that word add, add, A-D-D? Remember I said I would go back to that? Okay, so let's go back to that. The word add, add in verse 5 is an amazing word as I begin to look into this. The word add means there is something we must do. There is something we must do. We have been given the divine nature to partake, but we cannot grow unless we do something. Hello, somebody. It means that there's something we must do. Write this, this scripture down. Proverbs chapter 29, verse 18. I'm going to go ahead and say it in your hearing. Where there's no vision, the people cast off restraint. The word vision means revelation of God. So who is the people who are to present God? Somebody say, I will. See, that's why he left the Holy Spirit for us. We are to be the revelation of the knowledge of God to a dying world. 
write the vision. I'm writing vision right now because the word of God by my spirit is being written on your hearts. And when you write on your hearts, you're able to run with what you see. That's why it says, let my tongue be the pen of a ready writer. And my tongue now is writing on your hearts so that you can take initiative no matter where you are in your workplace. And you can stand for Jesus. It's coming. Persecution is coming. Some of y'all can't even say nothing about Jesus right now in your job. And you can, but you're just too scared to say it. You better take initiative. Muslims don't mind. They're going to get on that little carpet and pray right there in front of you. Three times a day. They don't care nothing about what you believe. But they got some faith in what they believe. Even though it's wrong. Amen? But, but do people see your faith? See, we've got to take a stand against cultural bigotry. We have to take a stand, a stand against racism. That's all of it. You know, I, got, I, I know a lot of black racists. Y'all say, oh, they're black racists? <gasps> see, I'm black, so I can talk about it. I, I, I ain't scared. And, and since I'm from a low poverty area in my community, so, hey, I don't, I, I've been there. I know what I'm talking about. So I'm not some rich person that's never been in the ghetto talking about the ghetto. So some people need to shut up because they don't even know what's going on in our community. They've never been there. And the only time they come is when the cameras are on. Mm -hmm. And they got a check. Hello, somebody. We're the ones in the community. That's me. That's you. We have to change the community from the inside out. Another political policy is not going to change our community. Gun control is not going to change our community. Chicago has the most stringent gun control laws in the whole United States, but they have the most homicides of any other city. So gun control is not the problem. The problem is sin. I said the problem is sin. If you take the sin out, you can take the homicides out. I'm just real. It's just that simple. Yes, is that simple? Yep, just that simple. Hello, somebody. All right, I know a lot of people don't like this kind of preaching, but I'm going to preach it anyway, can I? All right, since I got the mic, I'm going to keep on. We need to stop saying, listen to me close, we need, all of us, this is me included, we need to stop saying somebody should and start saying I will. Now, do I need to say that again? Uh-huh, because we do that easy when we're front in front of the TV, right? Let me, let me just say, let me take a pause here. How many of you like football? Uh-huh, uh-huh, just about everybody. Everybody like Redskins. We're going to lay hands on him in a second. But <laughs> See, you know that's not politically correct saying Redskins, right? How many of you, I know none of you probably have ever done this, but I'm just saying hypothetically. You're watching a game. The coach makes a call. The call is executed on the field, and that person that's watching the game, not you, not you, but the person watching the game says, why he make that call? Ray Charles can see that's the wrong call. You take your shoe, you throw it at the TV. I can't believe he made that call. Right? So you you making a judgment call. Wait a minute, y'all somebody somebody did that, huh? Y'all y'all do y'all do that? Am I talking about you? So 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 then then what we're doing is saying what they should do. But what are you doing? So it's easy to get in the church. You got your little your, your, you got your little salvation going on. Got your little you know, you got your little thing with God. You in the church, you know, you how about ta 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 my bow tie by new Cadillac. You got all that stuff going on. 
You know, you're just so spiritual. You get around people, you always got a scripture. You know, you just look so holy. You talk holy, you act holy until everybody leaves. But we can get the propensity in the church to say somebody should instead of saying I will. See, that's easy in the church because it's easy for me to be a target. So if people come to me and say, Pastor, you know what you should do? And if you know me real close, you know, y'all you, you, that's members of this church, y'all know me. Because I'm easy to say, you don't tell me what to do. I'm grown up in here. I have put away childish things. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. No, no. What should you be doing? That's what I want to know. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. As the pastor and, and my bride, we're doing what we're supposed to do. But God is bringing people to this church with something in you. And what I want to do is find out, well, what is your vision? I know what my vision is. I'm not concerned about the vision that God has given me, nor am I concerned if you follow the vision that God has given me, because if you don't, somebody else will. So that's not my concern. My concern as a pastor of Covenant Community Church is, what does God want to do in you? And how can I link up with you to pull out what God has placed in you? Because when you fulfill your vision, I am fulfilling mine. It's about I will. We need to stop saying somebody should do this, but I, I will do it. See, I take the initiative for my own personal life. I will be a man of God in this wussified, male, castrated society. I will take that. I will be a person that will lead my family in a godly way. I will be a true representation of what a husband looks like. I will be a true representation of what a father looks like. I will. I take personal responsibility for that. I will take a stand against the immoral direction that this nation is going in. I will do that. I will boldly proclaim that Jesus Christ is the son of the living God who was born of a virgin birth, who lived a sinless life, who died on a bloody cross, who rose on the third day. He was raised to the right hand of power. And right now, he's ever making intercession for us. He's the same one that says, I am the way. I will do that. I don't need anybody else to do it because I will proclaim that. Somebody shout, I will. I will. Come on, shout it like you mean it. I will. I will. I got to ask you a couple of questions and you can respond by I will. When God says, who will be an example for me? What will you say? I will. When God says, who will write the vision for me? What will you say? I will. When God says, who will stand for me? What will you say? I will. When God says, who will take my word to this hurting world? What will you say? I wish I had two or three people who understand what I'm talking about here and take initiative to say, I will. In the book of Isaiah, chapter 6, the prophet Isaiah, he, he had a vision of God. And God went to Isaiah, and I'm going to read it straight from the scriptures. So you know it's there is in Isaiah, chapter 6. God asked, he said, who shall I send? And who will go for us? Right. Hallelujah. Somebody say, I will. Uh, see, the man of God, he spoke a Hebrew word. He said, Hainani, Shilakani. That means, here I am, <laughs> send me. So in other words, when God says, who shall I send? The prophet said, I will go. So when God comes to you and he presents a vision for you 
And that vision looks a whole lot bigger than what your circumstances say. You have to look at your circumstances and say, I will. You have to say, I delight to do thy will, O God, regardless of what my circumstances and my situation say. See, you have to say, I'm going to take the initiative to move out and trust God. Somebody say, I will. So the word add means there's something we have to do, and the word add also means we have to get into the habit of doing things. So we got to do things, but we got to make some new habits. So in other words, your life right now is essentially the sum of all of your habits. Let me, let me, let me slow that up a little bit. Where you are now is essentially because of some habits. You are either in shape, or out of shape because of habits. It's not the devil's fault. We just have bad habits. Diets don't work. Just change your habits. Hello, is this making sense? I'm trying to make this very, you know, just palpable for you so you can, so you can understand this. How much you hear the voice of God is the result of your habits. If you listening to this R&B, rub me up kind of stuff all the time. And I don't care if they say they're Christians. Doesn't matter to me if they say that they're Christians. Matter of fact, on Christian radio, some of those songs ain't Christian. Come on, how you going to sing a song and you're talking about him and you never refer to him as God? Him can be a him or her. That's the person that you love being with. You can insert whatever you want to insert in that. Amen. Hello, somebody. Yeah. See, now, Pastor, you trying to tell me how I'm supposed to be living. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what God gives me the authority to do. But I got to live it myself first. You don't want a pastor pulling up in front of the church. Come on now. Let's get real for a second. And I'm rocking Jay-Z and Beyonce, you know, talking about to the left and all that other stuff. And I'm, and I'm just rocking and I'm coming into church and I'm singing R&B music. And you're going to look at me like, what is wrong with that pastor? But listen, how am I going to hear the voice of God when I've been hearing all of this nonsense all week long? All of this corrupt mess all week long. You listen to all this nonsense all week long, and then we pull out the Bible and we say, Lord, I want to hear from you. God says, I was talking to you when you had the radio on. But because you was infiltrated by so, much other so many other voices, you couldn't hear my voice. Come on, somebody. Is this making sense at all? See, the Bible is not complicated at all. It's not complicated at all. It's, very, it's, it's profoundly simple and simply profound. That's what it is. And so it's about your habits. What you spend time thinking about and doing each day ultimately will shape the person you are. Let me say that one more time. What you spend time thinking about and doing each day ultimately will shape the person you are. Romans 10, 17 says faith comes by hearing. What, this is what it does not say. It comes by having heard. It says faith, okay, okay. It says faith comes by hearing. It doesn't come by having heard, which means we need to hear now for the situation we're in so that we can make better choices for where we're, See, okay, so Apostle Paul says he saw a future. But Apostle Paul says, I, I can't go there 
if my hands are full of back here. So in other words, Apostle Paul says, in order for me to grab a hold to my future, I have to let go of, come on, saints of God, are you here with me? So when your hands and your mind and your heart is full of the past, you will never grab a hold of what God has for you in your future. So God says, he watches you, and he says, the moment you let go of that, then I can give you this. So in other words, you can deal with this. I want to save all my life, praise God. <laughs> Glory. Okay, let me come back. So y'all so must have been listening to that, huh? Uh, y'all uh, yeah, y'all ain't all that holy either, praise God. Yeah, you can deal with this, you can deal with that. Who, how many of y'all know that song, right? Praise God, that's all right, that's all right, y'all know it. So then he goes on to say this, saints of God, and I'm, and I'm almost done. He says, Apostle Paul in the book of Romans, he says, don't be conformed. Because we're all talking about the mind, guys, and, and see, listen, listen, it's not hard to follow God. And I'm, I'm just trying to give you a very simplistic way. It's all about your habits. It, it is not difficult to follow God. What's difficult is to tell your flesh, no. That's the difficult part, because it's still difficult for me. This flesh, you have to contend with this flesh. This flesh is something. That's how we say it in Alabama. We don't say something. We say something. <laughs> I had to translate. Praise God. So this flesh, man, how many, y'all see, most of you guys are so holy, you may not understand what I'm talking about right here. So I know, I know, I know y'all living it, y'all upright and so forth. So, but me, me, on the other hand, me. My flesh, boy, 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 at the strangest of times, my flesh, it would take me right back 25 years back and show me an experience that I had 20, 25, I hadn't even thought about that experience, but your flesh would take you back 20, 30 years back your childhood he'll take you right back to that playground he'll take you right back to that experience and say see what are you doing following God see if God was real he wouldn't allow that to happen to you see that's what the devil says right see see you know you know God ain't real you know if he, if he was real he would get you out of this situation and God is real whether you believe it or not because see truth is truth truth can only be revealed. You, you, can't, you can't invent truth. <laughs> Nor does truth change. <laughs> See, that's the thing about truth. God says not one jot or tittle can be changed. So you can't change truth. God doesn't change. See, God is not going to put up with the cultural mores of our society today. Just because they want the church to evolve. If the word doesn't, then we shouldn't. Now, you hear with me, saints? So we change habits in four ways, by what we see, what we say, what we hear, and what we do. That's why our minds must be transformed. Write the word watch down, and I'm done. Watch. W-A-T-C-H. Watch. Watch. W-A-T-C-H. So this is the practical part of the message, because I like to be pragmatic. The word watch. W-A-T-C-H. This is... I think you'll learn something from this. Psalms 141 and 3 says, set a watch, O Lord, before my mouth. How many of you think you need a watch on your mouth? 
My hand is already up, so. Especially when, when sometimes when you're with uh, your coworkers or family <laughs> or, that, or that friend that you just, you, you, that friend that you tolerate. Oh, y'all don't know what I'm talking about. Y'all know, so anybody got a friend that you tolerate, but as soon as they come around, you go. <laughs> as soon as they come up, you go, hey, are you, I ain't seen y'all been thinking about you. Just lying. <laughs> All right, you guys ready to write? What's the, what's the word? Watch, how you spell it? W-A-T-C-H. Watch, watch, W, watch your words. W, watch your words. Death and life and the power of the tongue. A, watch your actions. A, watch your words. W, watch your actions. A, T, thoughts. Watch your thoughts. Watch your words. Watch your actions. Watch your thoughts. The Bible says, uh, uh, let a wicked man forsake his ways and an unrighteous man his thoughts. Everything happens here, the biggest battle is not going on between angels and demons. The biggest battle is going on right between your ears. It's the battlefield of the mind. This is where we fight. This is where we struggle. It's in this mind. We struggle because this is where we make all of our decisions right here. It's in this mind. Our wills, our want-tos, our desires. Everything is right here. Our attitudes. And what is more amazing than anything is our appetites. It's the appetite. The enemy knows everybody's appetite in here. If you don't like little boys, he's not going to send you little boys. Come on, can I just be real for a second here? The enemy is going to send you what your appetite is. If you have a lust problem, he's always going to send women or men around you. It's whatever your appetite is. And you can't change your appetite without changing your habits. Watch, watch W, words, watch A, actions, watch T, thoughts, and C, watch your companions. The Bible says bad company corrupts good morals. That's why when your kids come home and they're doing something different than what you taught them, it's the people they're around. Hello, somebody. That's why even, even in the garden, in the beginning, when God came down and said, Adam, where are you? He said, I was afraid. So I hid myself because I was naked. And God said, well, who told you you were naked? I never, I, you didn't hear this in my house. Who you been talking to? And, uh, that's how we are with our kids, aren't we? If our kids come in our house and they're doing something, they say something that we know they didn't learn in our house, what are we going to say? Who you been talking to? You know I ain't tolerating that up in here. You don't pay the mortgage up in here. <laughs> you know, I'm getting my daddy's side coming out now. <laughs> you hadn't paid one bill up in here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I ain't going to do that. I ain't going to do that. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to go there. But that's true, though, right? <laughs> coming up in there like they paid the mortgage. So watch your companions. That's even with grown folk. If you're single, be careful of who you are dating. Look for a Boaz, not a Bozo. The Bible says that Adam had a job. <laughs> Adam had a place to stay. <laughs> Adam had a relationship with God. <laughs> Women, if they don't have all that, you need to, you need to roll on. The brother's been real and it's been nice. It's been real nice, but I got to roll on. You got it? Words. What's the second one? T, C, and then the H is your habits. Watch. If you do that, saints of God, 
but you got to take initiative to do this. Now, now, see, that's me and you. Hello? That's me and you. I have to take initiative to watch my words, my actions, my thoughts, and I have to be careful who's around me. And I have to watch my own habits. I shouldn't be at home watching inappropriate stuff. Because that stuff gets in my spirit. That's why you don't let people just lay hands on you. You don't know what's in that person. See, you mess around and let a pastor you don't know lay hands on you, you're going to leave that place with what's in that, that pastor's heart. You might come in there free and leave demon-possessed. That's why the Bible says lay hands suddenly on no man. See, you need to know all of the word of God, not just half of the word. And that's why I like teaching the word to you so that you will be educated and have the knowledge of God. And then you can add to your faith virtue, patience, brotherly kindness, and all of those things. Amen. Is this making sense at all? Okay, bow your heads with me. Bow your heads with me. We hope you've been blessed by today's powerful teaching. Thank you for your continued prayers and financial support of this ministry. Visit us in person at 5805 West Highway 74 in Indian Trail, North Carolina. That's near Lowe's Hardware. Or you can find us on the web at www.changeatc3.org. That's change, C-H-A-N-G-E-A-T-C, the number 3.org. Or call us at 704-821-7368. Covenant Community Church, where the truth is revealed.